1: So welcome to this episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast powered by Ignite DA. My name is Kevin Henry. I am the co-founder of Ignite DA and coming to you today from the Iowa Dental Association meeting in Coralville, Iowa, just outside of Iowa City and uh, taking advantage of an opportunity to hang out with a good friend of mine and to pick his brain while we're both speaking at that meeting and this is Dr. Bill Simon. How are you, my friend? Doing great, Kevin. Thanks for having me on. Hey, I'm glad to have you here. Would you mind just kind of introducing yourself to our audience a little bit? Sure, sure. I'm a practicing dentist
0: in Chicago, Illinois. I have a couple practices in the city of Chicago proper. I One of them is uh, predominantly a fee-for-service office. The other office is a more of a Medicaid approach uh, to an underserved area. So we have a couple different business models for our practices. I also do some speaking to new dentists in different conferences across the country, yeah. trying to mentor new dentists.
1: And, and Bill and I are both speaking at this meeting, and uh, so we're going to get to hang out a little bit. And, you know, one of the things that assistants always tell me, Bill, Dr. Simon, is that oh, uh, I know, <laughs> but, but they're, they're always, uh, that, that assistant-dentist relationship sometimes isn't what it should be. And sometimes they're a li- maybe even a little nervous about broaching some subjects with their dentist. And you and I talked a little bit about that ahead of time, but I wanted to know kind of your thoughts, what you'd suggest to assistants if they kind of have maybe a little bit of nervousness about talking to something, sharing career goals, whatever it might be with their dentist.
0: Well, I think it certainly depends on their level of experience and the amount of time they've been in the practice, but for the most part, I would encourage dental assistants to look for a practice where they feel that at least they can be heard. Uh, I know that in my practice, uh, my team does not necessarily look at me as an intimidating boss type figure. Uh, They know I have an open door. They can come and speak to me and uh, feel comfortable about it. Uh, So I know it can be a a hard thing to do, but I would encourage all dental assistants to be in a practice where they have uh, a boss or an owner dentist who. Has a personality or a mindset that allows them to be open and, and share their thoughts uh, about how the practice can be better. I think that if, if the dentist knows their intention is to better the practice and the patient care, they should be in a position to listen.
1: And I know before we start recording, you know, you were talking about finding your purpose, your what, what matters to you as a dental assistant. Would you just kind of share some uh, of those thoughts you were telling me?
0: Yes, I found over the course of my 30-some years of practice that not everybody that works in our practice is motivated by the same thing.
1: Some people are
0: motivated by caring for other people, providing health care, some people are motivated by money, and I think it's important for any uh, office personnel, dental assistants included, to consider why they do what they do and what is it that drives you to want to be a dental assistant. Is is it taking care of people? Uh, is it a good job to make a lot of money, or to make good money, or a good paying position, and whatever that purpose is for you, then I would encourage you to try to find a practice that has values and a mission that that is congruent with what your, your interests are. And if you find yourself in a practice where they don't match, I would do everything I could to move somewhere else.
1: And as I said, we're at the Iowa Dental Association meeting, so there's a lot of people around us, so uh, you'll have to forgive a little bit of background noise here. But you know, one thing that, that I always find very interesting with assistants is that they, they, don't, they feel almost stuck sometimes if they get into a position where they can't, where they don't fit. As, as a dentist, how do you kind of align if people don't have the same uh, motivations? How do you kind of get that team aligned to make sure that they're all focused on the end goal, even if they're all motivated by different things?
0: Well, I think that comes from, from the top and the, depending on how many people in the practice are at the management level, it might just be the doctor, it might be the doctor and the office manager or, or the business manager, it might be the doctor the business manager and then and a set of, of different managers throughout the office, a clinical manager, a a front desk manager, whatever it is. But I think that you need to look to the way that the management team and the owner uh, run the practice and, and make sure that it's run in a way that you feel comfortable. Yeah. Uh, I think that everybody in the practice has to be, as, as they say, on the bus. And you, have, I think that the ownership and the management need to get everybody on the bus and get everybody thinking the same way as they provide patient care. And if that's not being done, then it's very hard to get a good team and a, and a good interaction that's going to really be effective. And, and a lot of a lot of drama comes out of that, sure. and yeah. Uh, yeah. that can be a lot of very, very much a struggle. So uh, I know it's not easy to just pick a dental office and go in, and, and it's going to match, or, or even changing jobs is tough. But you just got to keep keep working, keep working at it.
1: And I know tomorrow you're. For working with their team members, I always like to hear for the assistants to hear what dentists are telling other dentists.
0: When I talk to the newer dentists, uh, I encourage them to keep their team actually the number one. Uh, I say over and over again that the team needs to come actually before the patients. Patient care is is uh, number one over everything. Certainly, the way that you approach the dental care is is most important. The fact that that the, the patients get the care they need is critical, but when it comes to the hierarchy, I put my team above patients. So I encourage the new doctors to understand that because uh, when you put yourself in a position where you have team members who feel that they're not being respected to the extent that some of the patients are, it's gonna damage your, your practice and it's gonna cause uh, disruption and it will prevent you from being the best officer.
1: You know, that's, it's really an interesting point. You and I didn't talk about this before we started recording, but I just had an assistant last week at the Utah State meeting come up and was so frustrated that she will tell her doctor things, the patient will say something else, the doctor always side with the patient, she feels like she doesn't really matter. How do you, how do you handle something like that? I mean, I love what you said about making the team feel important. But yeah, if if there's a difference of opinion or whatever it might be between patient or what the assistant thinks or what the assistant heard versus what the patient will tell you, how do you kind of walk that fine line?
0: Well, certainly there's certain situations that can be tougher than others, but I always encourage my assistants to to pull me out of the operatory, number one. If there's any kind of an issue that is potentially disrupting the dynamic between the patient, the assistant, and the doctor, which needs to be very harmonious, really. If there's anything that's in the way, I encourage my assistants to, to just give me a nod and say, and, and that's my cue to leave the operatory with them. We'll go back and we'll talk about what the issue might be. And then we come up with a strategy as to how we're gonna handle it. But I would never handle it in a way where I would disrespect the assistant. And I think there's, uh, there, there's plenty of doctors out there. I'm sure that a lot of your, um, your uh, your assistants that you speak to have doctors that that are on somewhat of a pedestal, and they they have that that power position that they feel they need to uh, to promote. And and sometimes it's at the assistant's expense yeah. in, in the face of the patient. So uh, I would be on the lookout for those doctors and those practices where you see that the owner, doctor, or the doctor that's in control has that type of an approach. And. I don't know that you can change those people very easily, uh, but certainly if, being in a practice where you have a, a doctor that has the attitude that you can be respected in her is where you want to be. Absolutely. And as soon as you start to see something that's not going to make that the case, I would slowly start trying to find uh, greener pastures. Yeah.
1: Well, and, you know, it's it's funny you say that because that's one of the things we, I often talk about is that... Life's too short to be miserable, life's too short to compromise, especially when it comes to your values, your why, your core beliefs. So I love that that you're saying that as well. One more question, and then you and I have got another function we've got to go attend. (laughs) Uh, What are some great qualities in an assistant, maybe outside of the clinical or whatever it might be that you look for, maybe the human element side, and, and how do you develop those?
0: I look for assistants that really, really care about patient care. They care about providing the care, that's their motivation. Uh, They are the type of personality that just likes to help people. And they will do that at just about any expense. They will stay late, if need be, to assist in an emergency situation. They won't be looking to get out the door, they'll be looking to finish first up with the patient care. Finishing up their duties, uh, I look for an assistant who has a very upbeat personality, bright, smiley, uh, somebody that's going to make the patient feel comfortable. Uh, and there's a lot of ways that that can be accomplished, but uh, and not not everybody has all of those traits necessarily. But I think if you have a, a mindset that you really want to help the patients, and at the same time you want to be a, a Good part of the, a good contributor to the practice, uh, a good team player, uh, and manage those two things together. That's to me the thing that I'm looking for in the system.
1: Cool. Well, uh, if if you ever get a chance to hear Dr. Bill Simon speak at a meeting that you're at, take advantage of it. Uh, great guy, good dentist, good just good human being. And uh, Bill, thanks so much for being a part of this day. I really appreciate it so much.
0: You're welcome. Thanks for having me, Kevin.
1: And thank you all for listening to this episode of the Dental Assisting Assisting Nation, powered by Ignite DA. We love for you to always hear uh, other people's thoughts, especially from the dentist's point of view. So I appreciate Dr. Simon being on with us today. Your time is always valuable. We value that. And we also thank you for everything you do every day to help your patients feel important and to know that you're impacting the bottom line of the practice. Together we rise. We will see you on the next episode of the Dental System Nation podcast powered by Ignite DA.